Praise the Lord. Welcome to God's Place Party for Jesus Ministry. It's such an honor to be here today with my beautiful wife and to share the Word of God and just uh, share the goodness of God, you know. And speaking of that, I'm going to introduce my wife, uh, Shannon Macklin, and she just celebrated, celebrated uh, eight years uh, ago yesterday, and I'm going to let her share what God has done in her life. It's um, been eight years since um, my marriage with the Lord, since I've been in Christ. I thank God for every every minute of it, and um, He just he, he puts us together, you know, like a marriage. You know, when your relationship with God, it's it's that's what He talks about. It's like a marriage, and it, it, it's about you know fellowship with one another, and it's about relationship one another, and it's about loving one another. You know, it's about sacrificing, you know, for one another, which Jesus done all the sacrificing for us. But, you know, we're supposed to be a living sacrifice unto God and, you know, give ourselves to God once we surrender. You know, since I surrender to God and I let Him take the will, God's, God's blessed me. He's um, delivered me from hopelessness, from homelessness, from depression, from addiction, um, from self. Uh, he's restored the things that the enemy comes. He only comes to kill, steal, and destroy everything the enemy stole and, and destroyed in my life. God just, God just restored it, and He continues to restore it. And um, but most of all. It's knowing that, you know, I have a loving father and a sense of belonging, something I didn't have before. He gives me that, and I thank God for that um, because he tells us in his word in Hebrews 13, 5, that he will never leave us and that he will never forsake us, you know, and, and that's, that's true. Sometimes in our most loneliest times in our life or most dis despair, you know, that's opportunity, you know, to totally trust and rely on God, and that's, you know, that, that's what I finally did. And I thank God for those lonely moments because I could be still and, and, and know that He's God and uh, or find out about Jesus. You know, I had a chance and opportunity. The Bible says that whosoever shall call Him the Lord shall be saved. And um, God saved me eight years ago and it, it's it's been beautiful and um, I, I give Him all glory and praise. And I know, you know, I've got to continue to fight the good fight of faith. I've got to finish the course. i got to keep the faith. You know, and we'll go through it. The Bible tells us to walk by faith and not by sight, especially in these days. We definitely need to hold on to our faith because really it's all we got is hope in the Lord Jesus. Amen. You know, I, I heard you uh, talking about, you know, hanging on and, and uh, of course, I've, I've experienced uh, being with you, and, and it's been such a blessing. But, uh, you know, when God saved you, He saved you, and you've been saved for eight years. And that's what I want to talk about today is, is uh, I'm, I'm going to go to the book of Thessalonians here, uh, 2 Thessalonians in chapter 2, in verse 9, it said, Even Him whose coming is after the work, working of Satan, with all power and signs, lying wonders, with all deceivableness, unrighteousness, in them that perish because they receive not the love of, of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause God shall send a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. And they'll all be damned who, who believe not the truth but have pleasure in unrighteousness. And that's what, you know, I see today is so many people is, uh, uh, you know, they, they live in the delusion. It's, it's, uh, they don't realize being deceived. Being deceived. Mm -hmm. You know, First Corinthians six nine said, "Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God?" He says, "Be not deceived, for a liar, a drunk, a thief, a whoremonger, a covetous, a abusers of mankind, a uh, you know, a, a drunken will not inherit the kingdom of God." Mm -hmm. The Bible speaks about First John five seventeen that all sin is unrighteous, 
And then there you go. All sin is unrighteous, and the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Hosea 4, 6, and my people destroyed from lack of knowledge. People don't, they're, they're destroyed, it says, because they, what it is, the, the Word of God says in, in the book of Corinthians, He says, For a natural man cannot understand the things of the Spirit, because it said they're a foolishness unto him, because he's not spiritually discerned. And see, people don't realize once you, once you ask God to save you, then it's a making a commitment to God that now that He is your Lord and your Savior. Mm -hmm. A lot of, most people just want a Savior. But God, you know, in order, you've got to have both. You can't Lordship, just have a Savior. Amen. You've got to have a, you've got to have a Lord and a Savior. Mm -hmm. The Bible said, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But in order for Him to be your Savior, He's got to be your Lord also. The Bible says in Luke 6, 46, He said, Why thou callest me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? You know, everybody wants a Savior. Somebody you call up on to when your kid's sick or mm -hmm. your, your finances are uh, you, in financial uh, need or whatever it might be, or your light bills do or whatever. And, uh, but God, you know, when, once you get saved, that means your life no longer belongs to you. Mm -hmm. It belongs to God. And now you, you become a servant of Christ. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7, 23, He said, Be not a servant of man, but be a servant of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so... That, that the problem of the, the problem of the world today, that the church world is people's not teaching what being saved, not teaching the commitment. You know, so many people. I, you know, a church told me not long ago. Well, we had a hundred and something salvations, but I said, how many of those people did you explain to them about what being saved means? It means now that you are. The Bible says in Second Corinthians five seventeen that he that is Christ is a new creation. So the old things pass away. And behold, all things become new. The Bible said, Come out amongst them, be you separated, said the Lord. Touch not an unclean thing, and then I will receive you, and I will be your father. And you'll be my sons and daughters, said the Lord Almighty, having these promises. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the spirit and the flesh, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So, and, 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 it, and it's sad to see that, you know, that's what God says. He says, it says, the Lord, it says, for this cause God shall send us, God shall send a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Mm -hmm. He didn't say that the devil would send a strong delusion, but God will. Mm -hmm. Why would God do that for? The reason that God is doing that, because people's not completely giving their whole lives to Christ. People will come to the altar and they'll make try to make deals with God. And and I know, I mean, I could preach about it because I did that for, I don't know, over and over and over again. I said the night, I said the other night at church, Lord, I've been saved about 46 times, and then I really got saved. And if once you're saved, the Bible said in 1 John 3, 8, sin is of the devil. The purpose that the Son of God was manifested, that He might destroy the works of the devil. Uh, 1 John 3, 5, He was manifested to take away our sins. So once we get saved, we have the power of the anointing of God to overcome sin. Sin has no more dominion over us. We're supposed to, our righteousness is filthy as rags. Amen. Mm -hmm. But Amen. it's not our righteousness, it's His righteousness that lives in us. The Bible said, greater that He is in you than He is in the world. But in order to do so, we've got to feed our spirit man. We've got to keep this relationship. The point of it is, you know, people, you will not go to heaven just because you don't want to go to hell. Mm -hmm. You've got to have a, uh, there's people all over the church world today, people in church. Billy Graham made a statement 20 years ago, 90% 90, 90 of the people in church uh, will not make it to heaven. Well, that was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, the world has gotten worse and worse and worse. 
And the problem of it is when you, people go to church because they don't want to go to hell and they know it's a spirit of religion. They think, well, I go to church. They get, uh, uh, they get just a, a false security that I'm okay because I'm going to church, but not realizing that once you give your life to Christ, it belongs to Him. And not only does God deliver you from all, the Bible says in 2 uh, Thessalonians 3.3, 3, the Lord is faithful and He shall establish you and keep you from all evil. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10.13, the Lord is faithful and He shall not suffer you to be tempted. More than you are able to bear, He will make a way for you to escape temptation. The Bible tells you, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's in your temptations. That's in your struggles. That's in your, your, your hard times. That's when the devil comes knocking at your door that you can call upon the Lord and he will, he will fight these battles for us. And, but we have to stay in relationship. Just because you go to church, that's not going to get you there. You've got to get an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ each and every day of your life. You've got to, the Bible said, my sheep, they know my voice. They follow me. They, 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 and I know them. And you know, it's, um, we talked about this a few weeks ago. You know, Matthew 7, 21, he said, Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God, just those who does, does the will of my Father. But Lord, have we not cast out devils? Have we not done many wonderful works in your name? Have we not done this? And the Lord says, Depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. So when he says, when he says many will come, saying, that means most people, most Christians, Matthew 7, 13, straight is the gate, narrow is the way. The broad way leads to destruction. The narrow way uh, many will go there at. Straight is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to life, and very few people will find it. And you know, I talk about that a lot because, you know, I got saved at 18 years old, and that's why I'm here preaching this, because I don't want people to be deceived. I don't want people thinking that they're okay and die and go to hell. I mean, and it's not, it's not me that's, that feels this way. It's the Lord that lives in me. The Lord does everybody, and He's long-suffering. He's not willing for anybody to perish. He wants everybody to come to repentance. And so we're all supposed to live, um, we're all supposed to learn to walk with God. We're supposed to build a relationship with Jesus Christ each and every day of our lives. That we hear His voice, and He hears our voice, and we have that intimate relationship that we're hand in hand. You know, I love that the Scripture in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, that Noah walked with God. And so many people, oh man, they're just so deceived. And the reason they're deceived is because what happens if you don't give God your whole heart, you can give God 99% and hang on to one. Well, guess what? That 1% is, is room for the devil to move into. Mm -hmm. And what, what happens, see, the Bible says in Psalms 25, 14, God will reveal His secrets to those who fear Him. There's many mysteries in the book, amen, that you will not see. Uh, the Bible said, He that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of Almighty. And so that's why God will send a strong delusion because people's not truly given their whole lives to Christ. They want a better life. They realize they, they want to go to heaven. But in, in the, the fact of it is that in order to go to heaven, the Bible says in Matthew 5 8, He said, Bless he that is pure in heart, they shall see God. Mm -hmm. And so everything, I mean, Jesus suffered too much. For us to give God 90%. Amen. Jesus didn't go 90%. When He carried that cross up Calvary, amen, He could have quit any time. Said, well, I'm tired. I can't go no further. I went this far. And you know, hey, it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Mm -hmm. It takes total submitting, committing your, your life to Jesus Christ. It takes taking up the cross, denying yourself, following Jesus every day of your life. It's not just 
one day a week thing. It's every minute, every second that you live. Uh, it's, it's all about Christ, realizing that we are ambassadors of God. Amen. We're, we're servants. We're supposed to be sons and daughters. And we're supposed to set the example to everybody in the world. I mean, it's shameful to say that, you know, it's even the, a lot of churches are not setting example. This world is so it, it deceived, and, and, and God is sending strong delusions out in everybody. Satan is the same devil that told Eve, said, it's okay. You can eat of that the tree of that fruit. You should surely not die. And that's what he's telling people. But the Word of God said in Matthew 4, 4, that you cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And the biggest thing that you've got to know in John 3, 3, verily, verily, I say unto you that you must be born again. And once we're born again, we are new creations. Everything about us, I, I never will forget the time uh, I got saved and at 18 years old. And, of course, I was destroyed from lack of knowledge. I didn't follow through the way, you know, God had to chastise me and put me through a lot of stuff in order to come back to Him. But, uh, but you know, I remember I had this old worldly tag that was on the front of my van. It was, I mean, when I came outside and seen my van, I seen this old sand that was on the tag of that van. It made me sick at my stomach. Now, before I went into church, before Christ, it was cool. But when I came out of church, it was sickening. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. When you've got the Holy Spirit in you, you don't want to be around things that's of the world. Amen? See, we're not of this world. The Bible says, hey, love not the world, nor neither things are in the world. If we love the world, the love of the Father is not in us. Amen? God has got to be first in your life in everything that you do. And He's got to be the center. Amen? Uh, praise the Lord. I mean, I, I want to thank God today for revealing Himself to me. I thank God for chastisement. I thank God that, that he, he loves me and He whips me and He corrects me. And because, you know what, it's a... Uh, See, the fact of it is, I came to Christ because I was broken, and I realized that I needed, my, my ways were not working. Uh, it goes back again that people try to make deal with God and try to do things their way. And the, the Bible says in Romans 10, 2, he said, being ignorant of God's righteousness, we go about to establish our own righteousness because we've never submitted ourselves to the righteousness of God. And so I realized that I needed a Savior. In order to have a Savior, I needed the Lord too. And so, you know, 15 years ago, December the 14th of this year, uh, 15 years ago, I finally realized that my ways were not working. Even though that I'd played the church role, I paid my tithes, I was going to church, I realized that I was still, I was on the path of destruction. Mm -hmm. And I got down, I was looked at death situations over and over again, mother buying my casket twice. I got down and I said, God, if I've never been saved, truly saved, save me today. Save me from my sins. Help me not sin. Help me walk a, a holy life. Help me, be, help me be more like you, Lord. Help me, show me the things that you see. Let me hear the things you speak. And I said, I don't have nothing to offer. I'm in jail. I, I'm homeless. I didn't have a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out of. I didn't have anything. My health was bad. Couldn't hardly walk. I said, God, I'll give you everything I got today if you accept me for who I am and what I am. And that's all it took. He, he received me. I received him and he received me. And it's been a glorious 15 years. It's been amazing. And <clears throat> listen, it's like I said, it's not always easy. You know, you, you, we'll still face trials. We'll face tribulations. We'll, we'll face persecution. Lord, I've been spit on. I've been hit head on in my truck. I mean, it's been uh, cursed, uh, swung at. I've been through, you know, but praise God, Jesus was spit on too. 
But listen, if you're walking with the Lord, no matter what you go through, He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you even into the end of the world. And there's just nothing like having the peace of God on you, in you, around you, knowing that no matter what you go through, in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together to the good, to those who love God and called according to His purpose. But, you know, but the Bible says in Matthew 10, 22, He says, those who endure to the end shall be saved. Amen. The devil, he's walking around seeking who he made of our. He's looking for you to, to fall weak. He's looking for you to break your relationship with Jesus Christ. See, all it takes, see, the, the number one and greatest commandment of the whole book is to love God with your whole heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. That means put everything you got into it. And if He catches you slacking, will you quit reading your Bible? See, God, it's a commandment for us to love Him. It's not just a suggestion. In order to, to know God and have that intimate relationship, you've got to take time to read, to pray every day. You've got to build that relationship. You, God wants one-on-one -on -one time with you and Him. You know, praise the Lord, me and my wife, we get up in the mornings and we go straight to the Lord. Good morning, honey. Uh, uh, I love you. And we go to the Lord. You know, the Lord comes first in her life. You know, every, every morning before I leave the house, I pray over my family that God will protect them. I pray God will bring each one of us closer to God and then to, to one another. Amen. Anything you put before God, it, it will become your God. God is a jealous God. And He wants to be first. He tells you, if you love your son or daughter or mother, father more than God, you're not worthy of Him. And I've had people say, how in the world can you love God more than your kids? Just get to know Him. You'll realize that He's the one that's gave you your kids. He's every good and perfect gift is a gift from God. Uh, but listen, don't be deceived. Don't, don't let God uh, send you a strong delusion. There's people out here every day that thinks that they're okay because they've never truly submitted themselves to God for God to reveal Himself to them. When I truly, I've been going to church for years, but when I truly started seeking God with my whole heart, I started seeing things in, in the, the Bible that I never was taught, uh, I, never, I never read before, mysteries. Like I said, the Psalms 25, 14, He said, I will reveal my secrets to those who fear me. He started showing me stuff about the commandments, about the Sabbath, praise the Lord. The Bible says, if you love me, then keep my commandments. You know, you can ask most people in churches to tell you Ten Commandments. I'm talking about the Ten that God wrote with His own finger and He said in stone. And most people in churches can't even tell you what the Ten Commandments are. But, and that's how God judges our love for Him. He says, if you say you know me and not obey my commandments, you're a liar, and the truth's not in you. He said in 1 John 2, 3, He said, you know that you know that you know me if, if you keep my commandments mm -hmm. and you know that you love me. So I'm t doing a whole lot of talking. You got something you want to add to that? Well, that's part. Of, you know, the word it, it cleanses us, and, and you know, it, 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 it the spirit sanctifies us. You know, the, it's feeding our, our spirit. Um, but he tells us, you know, let us have the mind of Christ. Amen. We've got to have that mind of Christ, and we've got to um, bring down, you know, imaginations and everything that comes, you know, exalt itself against the knowledge of God. We got to bring into captivity. That's another way that we're not deceived. You know, having the mind of Christ and putting on the mind of Christ. And bringing in those imaginations and casting them down, and um, you know he's 
he, he, he tells us, you know, if the, if the eye will have light, the rest of the body will have light. It's because of what we see, you know, or what we're listening to, you know, what we see, it's a gateway to our heart. The same thing with our mind, you know, what, what we keep in our minds that we dwell on, that's a gateway to our heart as well. It, it gets strongholds and it gets control, you know, in every life, you know, and, you know, the spirit and, and the flesh are always worn against each other, you know, but the, the flesh, you know, the Bible says if, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, but continue for that spirit to be willing inside of you. You've got to continue to, to get God's Word in you so it can, you know, it, it can work through your mind and that you know how to, to battle in the mind. And the uh, battle is, is, is in the mind. And, um, you know, the strong delusion that he's talking about, you know, being deceived, you know, there, there's a spirit of Antichrist that's already here. And the Antichrist is going to be revealed, but the Bible talks about that spirit of Antichrist is already here. Amen. So what's going about? You know, it's trying to deceive us. It's trying to trick us, and it's trying to turn Scripture around, and and all these things because he knows the devil knows that his days are getting numbered, and we're we're living in the last days, and um, you know, with with that Antichrist spirit, it's going to contradict everything that Jesus did on the cross. It's going to try to contradict it. You know, it's going to. Um, you know, the Bible says, if any man preach any other thing but Christ being crucified, count that a curse. So you need to really look at what, what you believe in and um, what, you, what is your authority in your life. And, you know, we, we've got to prepare the people that there is deception. There's a spirit of Antichrist here. It, it's, it's moving. It's a powerful deception because, you know, we're, we're going to be persecuted. This, th what we've seen is nothing what we're about to face. You know, the, the persecution of the church. He says that the very elect will be deceived. That's the very elect is the ones that actually are committed to God. The ones that are committed Christians, that are devoted Christians. So we, we've got to be prepared and, and work with God and, and, and prepare our minds for what's coming. And that spirit of Antichrist, it's going about and it's in the churches. You know, that's mainly where it's at. That, that spirit is in the churches. And I want to read a few scriptures um, on, you know, being deceived. And uh, in Isaiah 5, 20, he says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That's what's going on. You know, people has turned the commandments around. They're, they're trying to, you know, go to the commandments that our, our, our founding fathers have based our nation upon and change those commandments. They're trying to, you know, turn around Scripture and call what's evil an abomination to God. They're trying to make, the, you know, this world accept it, that it's okay, that it's good. You know, and I, I don't want to do any, you know, judgment or any pointing fingers or anything, but just really get in your word and God will show you some things. And what's, what we're faced, what is today, you know, and um, we're going to reap consequences. Our nation, we, we've got to, we, we've got to get on fire for the Lord. We've got to seek the Lord with all of our heart because we could turn into a, a, a national ruin where our nation will, will be ruined because of the things that are allowed in the nation. He tells us in Isaiah 5:21, woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. We've got to keep relying on God and His will, not what we think is right, but what God thinks is right. We've got to hold strong to those commandments. He tells us in Proverbs 12:2, a good man obtained favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices he will condemn. He tells us in Proverbs 3:33, the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the just. 
our nation, it's, it's, it's the house. You know, it's our, we're, we're the house. We're the temples of God. But, you know, the curse of the Lord, God is, is sending curses because we're rebellion against His commandments, because we're turning away from His commandments. And um, it, it's just, you really got to pray to see what is good and evil, but God will show you what's, what's good and evil and what's darkness and light. And I want to read one more scripture. I'm trying to hurry. Let's see. Isaiah 13, 11, he says, And I will punish the world for their evil and wicked, for their iniquity. I will cause the arrogancy of their pride to cease, and I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. You know, right there, he, he, we're, we're going to see a wrath if we continue to, to accept the things that are abomination to God. Amen. Amen. That's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 6, For the wrath of God will come upon the children of disobedience. And so, you know the message today is is don't don't be uh, don't be deceived, uh, don't let you know uh, God get give your whole heart to God. Don't put your faith faith come by hearing hearing by the word of God. You've got to get in your Bible. You've got to get your own personal relationship mm -hmm. with God. Don't depend on your preacher, uh, your Sunday school teacher, whatever it might be. You know I, I talked to a guy yesterday and he said, well my preacher said my preacher said. And I'm like, well, you know what? The Bible said it's better to put your faith in men than trust in. Mm -hmm. uh, it's better to trust in the Lord to put your faith in the men. Mm -hmm. And and the Bible also speaks about in Second Peter he said in the last days of many false prophets and many false teachers and many shall follow their pernicious ways. And the way of the truth will be evil spoken of. And literally, once once God changed my life and really truly saved me and started revealing these mysteries to me, I started seeing that most people behind the pulpits is not even preaching true doctrine. The, 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 I mean, it's, it's amazing. Um, the Bible says, if the gospel be hid, it's hid that those are lost. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, get your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ where you can hear God's voice. And, you know, you might be out there today and say, well, I have a hard time reading them. You know, I can't comprehend. Well, that was all me. When, when God called me to preach, I never read a book in my life. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I lived at my home for almost eight months, close to a year before I even remember my address. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I'm just being real with you. If God can teach me, then you know He can teach anybody. The Word of God says that His Holy Spirit will teach us all things, and which is the truth. And so, listen, I'd hate to. The, the Bible said in James 2:10, "Whosoever keep the whole law, offend at one point, is guilty of all." I mean, it would be a shame to you know to go to church and read and try to seek God and be wrong on one thing and miss it. You know what I'm saying? So straight is the gate and narrow is the way. The broad way leads to destruction. Many go thereat. But straight is the gate and narrow is the way it leads to life and very few people will find it because very few people is putting God first in their life. Totally submit and commit yourself to Jesus. Look, uh, the, the prayer line, it's on. The number's on the screen. We'd uh, love to pray for you. If it's Saturday night, we might be in church. Uh, praise the Lord, please. Uh, uh, we'll be we'll be praying for everybody, all the viewers out there. Pray for us, Amen. We just want to reach more people. We thank for uh, the people out there, the letters that we've been getting, and the support. Uh, let's pray for one another. Our country is in bad shape right now. It, it's it's amazing what's what's happening. Uh, we see that we're getting closer and closer. Let's repent, give our lives to Jesus, follow Him for the rest of the days until He comes. God bless you. Have a good night. See you next week. Remember, the Bible says in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 3, that you must be born again. And being born again means that you ask God to come in your heart and save you from your sins. The Bible said if you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you 
and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And now it, it means your life don't belong to you no more. It belongs to Him. And you, the Bible says, trust God with your whole heart, not to lean on your own understanding. Knowledge Him in all ways, and He shall lead and guide your paths. Now it's time to get a relationship with God by reading and praying, seeking God with your whole heart each and every day of your life. The Bible says the number one and greatest commandment is to love God with your whole heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. If we could help you, the number's on the screen. Feel free to call us. Have a good day. We want to thank you for uh, watching the show. We, and we, we pray that it blessed you. And, you know, if we'd love to, if you want to uh, contact us at 865-684-8393. We have a website, www.godsplacechurch.com. And also we have live uh, Facebook on there. But if you need prayer or anything, is, is there anything we can do for you, please give us a call. And uh, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in.